السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبد رسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ولنبلونكم بشيء من الخوف والجوع ونقص من الأموال والأنفس والثمرات وبشر الصابرين الذين إذا أصابتهم مصيبة قالوا إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون أولئك عليهم صلوات من ربهم ورحمة وأولئك هم المهتدون وفي آية أخرى قال الله تعالى فلولا إذ جاءهم بأسنا تضرعوا ولكن قست قلوبهم وزين لهم الشيطان ما كانوا يعملون In the early hours of Monday morning, the 6th of February, many of us would have woken up to see on WhatsApp, social media, messages going around that a deadly earthquake has struck southern Turkey and northern Syria. The severity of the earthquake was such that tremors were felt so far as Cyprus, Iraq, and Lebanon. In the hour, the damage, the destruction, the aftermath of the earthquake slowly started to unfold. Buildings which were built to withstand, and Turkey is a place where earthquakes are common, it's not the first time it's occurred there. Throughout history, if you read the books of history, you'll see. Turkey is a place where earthquakes, it's a common land where earthquakes occur. But buildings which were built to withstand earthquakes were destroyed, were raised to the ground. Family lives, people lost their homes overnight, were left homeless on the streets in the bitter cold. In the hours that followed, countries started to slowly, in, slowly send in their search and rescue teams. Aid started to pour in. The whole world was now on red alert. Experts are saying that this is the most severe earthquake since 2000 to occur. I personally heard from someone in Syria. And what haven't the Syrians been through? War, bombing, etc. That this was the most terrifying moment of his life. He said it was as though the earth and sound coming from the earth. For a whole two minutes, the earthquake occurred. Another person, another eyewitness report, another experience from the ground, was that it was left Qiyamah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, يَوْمَ يَفِرُّ الْمَرْءُ مِنْ أَخِيهِ Then on a day, on the day when a man will flee from his brother, وَأُمِّهِ وَأَبِيهِ From his own mother and from his own father. Why? Because of the fear. Exactly like that he said, people were not worried about their children, were not worried about their wives, people were worried about saving themselves. As a Muslim, 
when these things occur, natural calamities, it may come about in our minds, the question may arise as to why does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala time and again, or now and again, inflict a certain people with calamity, a natural disaster. And to clarify, we are not questioning the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are not delving in, or we are not uh, uh, reasoning with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the great scholar Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullah mentions that just like a solar eclipse and lunar eclipse, earthquakes are also from the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And there are certain wisdoms behind why or natural, in more general terms, natural calamities occur. Inshallah, my bayan today, I will try to put forward seven reasons, seven possible reasons. Again, these are all possibilities. These are not, we cannot say 100% with absolute certainty that this is the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed this, or, 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 uh, allows natural disasters to occur. But these are possible, seven possible reasons which ulama put forward. And we should be pondering over and should be taking heed from the lessons and from the possible wisdom behind why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed natural disasters to occur. If you look at, if you look at Imam Bukhari, he brings a hadith where he says that Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu narrates and Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, لا تقوم الساعة that the hour, qiyamah will not take place until knowledge is taken away. And Nabi in another hadith clarified that the taking away of knowledge refers to the death of ulama. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam goes on to say, Earthquakes, specifically Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam refers to earthquakes, will become more frequent. The first reason ulama give as to why natural calamities occur is, and this is repeatedly mentioned in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in various verses mentions this theme here. That natural calamity will occur so that man, it instills in man a sense of humility and he turns back to his creator. The ayat I mentioned in the beginning of the, of the talk, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, That we will most certainly test you with some type of fear. Some hunger. وَنَقْصٍ مِنَ الْأَمْوَالِ Some sort of uh, loss of wealth. وَالْأَنْفُسِ Lives. وَالثَّمَرَاتِ And properties. Wealth. وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِ And give glad tidings to the patient. الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتْهُمْ مُصِيبَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, When the calamity befalls them, what do they do? قَالُوا إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا إِلَيْهِ رَاجِعُونَ They immediately turn back to whom? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. From this we understand, respected brothers and elders, that the occurrence of a natural disaster should immediately instill in us this sense of awe for the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This sense of respect. We should be able to recognize the grandeur 
the power, the might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imagine a person, normally we say, property is the most, or one of the most secure forms of investment. Imagine overnight in Turkey, a person could have been a wealthy man with multiple properties. And overnight you could have lost everything in the space of two minutes. Not even overnight, not even a few days. In the space of two minutes, his entire property is gone. Or properties, multiple properties are gone. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows this to occur to show us to indicate to us, to tell us, oh man, wake up from your heedlessness. Turn back to your creator. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in other verses of the Quran, Why was it not such that when our calamity befell, in the Arabic language means for you to humiliate yourself before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Why did they not humiliate themselves before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Speaking about the, 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 the disbelieving nation of the past, why did they not accept Iman and humiliate themselves? So again, this ayat showed us what? The point that we are meant to turn back to Allah. That's one possible wisdom behind why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows natural disasters to occur. A second possible reason or wisdom behind why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inflicts people with calamities is that when wrong starts to take place. Now to clarify here, many of us may have the misconception that every time a calamity befalls the people is because they were involved in some sort of wrong. But ulama explain that not necessarily every single time a calamity befalls the people that those people were involved in wrong. As we will see later on, there are many other possibilities as why, as why, as to why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows this to occur. But the second reason or wisdom, or possible wisdom, is that these people were involved in wrong. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala again in the Quran. Wayne Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتِلْكَ الْقُرَاءَ أَهْلَكْنَاهُمْ لَمَّا ظَلَمْهُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, these past nations, these different villages, what did we do to them? We destroyed them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses the word ihlaq, which means to totally destroy. We destroyed them when they started to transgress the browns, when they persisted in their wrong. So this is another possible reason as to why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed natural disasters to occur. The third reason, and this shows us that not all the time a calamity occurs, a natural disaster occurs due to people's wrong, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to elevate their ranks. As we know in the hadith it comes, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions, he mentions five types of shuhada, five types of martyrs. And one of the categories of martyrs is sahibul hadmi. Sahibul hadmi means someone who was crushed to death. And if you look at an earthquake, what occurs? Building falls, we have seen on social media numerous videos going around circulating of people being, bodies being pulled out. Just to digress slightly, my brother-in-law who currently resides in Turkey, some of his friends were deployed as search and rescue. And the report they gave him, what they told him, is that the entire day, 
They are spending and just pulling out bodies. People who have passed away. Entire day. So coming back to the point, at times Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends a calamity upon people for them to expiate their sins. And this leads us to point number four. Elevate their ranks in the hereafter. Many times you hear ulama explaining that and your actions are not enough to get us to our rank in Jannah which has been decreed for us. And this comes in the hadith as well. So what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has to do for us to reach that rank is that He puts us through some sort of test. Many a time you see a person you be living his life, no tests, no calamities, or very few calamities before him. And suddenly towards the end of his life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends upon him such a test, two, three, four months of test, 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 test. Which, which you look at the person who goes through such hardships, such trials, you think possibly that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have this thought that Allah is like, although is punishing me. But again, ulama explain the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does this is for to raise a person's rank in the hereafter. Because Allah knows that our a'mal, our actions cannot allow us or does not allow us to reach that rank. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows or inflicts upon a person tests, trials, tribulations for him to reach the rank which is decreed for him in Jannah. The fifth reason or possible reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inflicts people with natural disasters, calamities. And Imam Qurtubi, the famous Mufassir, the famous uh, person who made tafsir of the Qur'an, he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inflicts people with a calamity to prevent a calamity which may be a greater tragedy. tragedy. And how he explains this, this is under in Surah Al-Kahf which we recite every Friday. The story of Musa alayhi salam and Khadr alayhi salam comes. And Musa alayhi salam accompanies Khadr alayhi salam on the journey and three things occur. And each time Musa alayhi salam is dumbfounded, he's amazed, he's confused. Why is Khadir alayhi salam doing these certain things? And one of the things which Khadir alayhi salam does is that he kills a child. So my Musa alayhi salam's mind, the question arises, how can you kill an innocent soul, an innocent being? Thereafter Khadir alayhi salam explains to him that, O Musa, the reason why I've done this is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inspired me. He sent to me wahi. That this, that this child will grow will up grow to become a rebellious child. This child will grow up to become an evil child. So rather than him being a, a sword to his parents' eyes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told me to take his life now. So Imam Qurtubi rahimahullah mentions, and he deduces from this ayat of the Qur'an, that the possibility is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is preventing people from a greater calamity, possibly from those people 
Some may have lost their iman later on in their life. Something else may have occurred. Some great tragedy could have occurred to them. So rather Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala test them now, take them away now, then some other greater tragedy occurring. This is the fifth possible reason as to why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows calamity like this to befall people. The sixth reason yeah, and Imam Bayhati rahimullah, famous, famous, great scholar of the past, he says, that, that, the reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inflicts people with calamities, is not for those people. It's for us. The famous hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, when it comes to the dunya, then look at those who are below you. So when we see people going through some hardship, going through a certain test, it's our responsibility now to make shukar, to show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another hadith of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, what does Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teach us? The famous dua, of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when we see someone going through a calamity Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam teaches us to make the dua Alhamdulillahi alladhi aafani mimma abtalahu bihi wa faddalani ala kathirin mimman khalaqa tabdila of course we don't read this dua loud in front of the person but Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam tells us to make the dua oh Allah all praise is due to Allah all praise is due to Allah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one one who has, has, has graced grace, me, who has given me certain bounties, who has preferred me over the one who has tested, and he has given me grace over the entire world. And he has given me certain bounties which he has given, hasn't given other people. So the calamity is not for that person, not for those people. Rather it is for us to show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the numerous bounties which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed. Imam Bayhaqi rahimullah again, he mentions the hadith. To reiterate the point, he mentions the hadith wherein Adam alayhi salam asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that, oh Allah, why do you create people such as a leper, a blind person? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala responded to Adam alayhi salam Saying that I wanted to show people that when they see people with what they don't have or with something which is a lesser degree than what they have, then they show gratitude to me. So this hadith shows us what again, when a person is going through a certain calamity, it's not for that person, or not necessarily for that person. Possibly Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to take lessons from those people and to show gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The seventh and final reason is so that we may gain our akhirah through those people. And how is that? We may assist those people in whichever way we can. And this again is mentioned in a hadith. And this is a hadith Qudsi, hadith which is narrated with the words of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of Qiyamah, He will say, Ya bin Adam, O son of man, Maritu falam ta'udni. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, I was sick and you did not visit me. So man will get confused. How can Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala get sick? What do you mean that I did not visit you? So you say, كَيْفَ أَعُودُكَ وَأَنْتَ رَبُّ الْعَالَمِينَ How can I visit you when you are the Lord of the world? How do you get sick? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will respond to him. أَمَا عَلِمْتَ أَنَّ عَبْدِي فُلَانًا مَرِضَ فَلَمْ تَعُدْهُ Did you not know that so and so person was sick and you did not visit him? Meaning what? That had you visited that sick person, you would have found me by I was with that sick person. And your reward lay in you visiting that sick person. Again, the hadith goes on further to say, يا ابن آدم استطعمتك فلم تطعمني أو من أو son of man I ask you for food I ask you for a morsel of food and you do not give me any food to eat so again man will get confused oh Allah you don't get hungry how can you be asking for food so again Allah سبحانه وتعالى will tell man someone is hungry and he asks you for food and you do not give him food what does this show us each scenario Allah سبحانه وتعالى puts before man we have no time to go into it but again Allah سبحانه وتعالى is showing us that at times Allah سبحانه وتعالى afflicts people with calamity not for them but for us to gain our akhirah through them and how is that by us assisting so in whichever way we can assist them, whether that's through be, uh, be physically, some of us are given the opportunity to go, then go, help our people in Turkey and Syria, whether it be financially, but the least we can do is make dua for them. Make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes the difficulties they are going through. Make dua for them in our tahajjud, after our salah, in whichever way we can, whichever time of the day is convenient for us. But again, the seventh point, the seventh reason why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala possibly affects people with natural disasters is that our akhirah, our reward lies in them being affected with it. So just to recap, we mentioned seven reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicts possible reasons, wisdom why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala afflicts people with natural disasters and calamities. Reason number one was so that we turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A natural calamity is meant to instill in us the fear, the awe, the reverence for our creator Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two was so that. Uh, number two, the reason was that at times people are doing wrong, and I say, again I say I reiterate the point that not necessarily every time a calamity befalls the people is that because they are doing wrong, but at times Allah Subhanahu wa Taala destroys the people because of the wrong they are doing. Number three, a possible reason was that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And number three and number four are linked. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses it as a means of kafaratul dhunuq, of expiating a person's sin. And at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uses it to elevate a person's rank in the hereafter. Because many a times people have not, their a'mal are not enough to reach a certain level in the hereafter. 
Number five, and Imam Turtubi rahimullah mentioned this, that the reason, the wisdom behind a tragedy befalling a people is to save them from a greater tragedy. Number six, and Imam Bayhaqi rahimullah mentioned this, was that we make shukar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we see a people going through a calamity. And number seven was so that we may be of benefit to people going through calamity. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to alleviate the people as it's carrying on it's not getting any better it's getting worse and worse the death toll is rising people are stuck out in the bitter cold so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to alleviate the calamity we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bring about ease once again and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to benefit them in every way we can whether that whether that be physically monetarily or with even a small thing such as dua we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make it easy for them, inshallah.